Tis I, Lord Podcast. Are you yearning to equip yourself with the confidence to record? Elijah, the skilled podcast professional, is preparing himself for a tale of tools and skill that only a mighty podcaster may employ in one's podcast journey. Elijah, I do believe that we shall teach our weary wanderer the confidence that they strive to achieve. Shall we start a podcast? We shall. It's settled. Let's start a podcast. Vicky here is the least boring lawyer you'll ever experience in your entire life, even though we're talking about IP and copyrights and all those things that she nerds out on, but nobody else cares. But you should really care when you're starting a podcast. Vicky, um, thank you for being the coolest IP lawyer on the planet. Appreciate you joining. Um, do I get like an award? Can I get a plaque that says that? Because I, I kind of like a plaque. I can afford bragging rights. That's that's, that's budget. I, I mean, okay, fine. I'll take bragging rights. I'll take bragging I'll rights. For Starbucks gift card, send it your way. That's uh, no, that's fine. Nothing tangible. Just like a just like a plaque that I could just hang in the background, and people could be like, oh, just something meaningless that only you care. About. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's I just anything stroke my ego. <laughs> I'm with you. Absolutely, we all need a little boost of confidence, even if it's just ourselves. Totally. Exactly. Can you educate the uneducated about IP? Can you give us an idea what that means and why we should care? Start there. Yes. Well, let's talk about it in the podcast sense, right? Because that's what we're here for. Absolutely. So there are two, maybe three types of intellectual property. That's what IP stands for that are relevant in the podcast sense. And nobody really talks about them. Nobody really thinks about them because you know, it's not fun to think about stuff like that. So the three types of intellectual property that really um, can affect the podcast and um, you as the owner of the podcast, your rights, that is the trademark. And the trademark is really just the name, the logo, um, any sort of tagline that your podcast goes by. And that is very important. And I'm going to talk about that in, in a minute, why I just want to list them first. Then you have the copyright, which is sort of um, the creative aspect of it, right? So like the recordings, the jingles, the things like that, the things that um, people sort of connect to your, to your um, podcast. But, you know, if those things get stolen or if someone comes along and starts using them improperly, you want to be able to make sure that you can get that under control. So that's what copyright controls. That's that creative aspect. And again, I'm going to go into each one of those um, in more detail. But the third thing is the trade secrets. And the trade secrets are a little bit more, um, it's, it's what I call fluffy IP because it's not really like uh, actual hardcore on the books laws about that. Like in the United States, every state kind of has its own rules, but those are basically like the really like the secret sauce of your podcast, right? And for podcasters, mostly that's kind of like your email list, right? Because that's where a lot of your worth is. If you were to lose that, um, that would probably be very tragic for you. And so that's that third piece, right? And so let's go back and talk about the first piece, which is the trademark piece, right? So like I said, trademarks are your podcast name, your logo, your um, tagline, right? And why is that important? Well, um, think about it, right? Like if you are starting out, well, 
first, let me, let me, let me, let's talk about statistics, right? And I don't know if, if you know this because I did this, I looked into this a while ago, but do you know how many um, active podcasts are out there right now? Like, do you have a number? 300, 500 million, some bonkers number, yeah. But that's insane, right? Like how many people are doing this? And it's like every day there's a new one, right? And so like everybody puts out this podcast thinking they're going to be like the next best thing. Yeah. But like, sure, you can be, right? Because you you can hit it big. But if you're just going to go out there and you're just going to like wing it without having any sort of strategy in place, and I'm not not just talking about like the strategy for your podcast and why your podcast is unique, but your IP strategy, which again, most people do not think about, um, you're not going to get anywhere, right? Because these things, you have to build this sort of foundation for your podcast. If the plan is to leverage this podcast and eventually, you know, sell it, take it to Spotify, do whatever you want to do. Like if you're fine, if you're cool, just like doing a podcast for, you know, a couple of people and you're just finding it fun and it's not a business for you, then do whatever you want. But if you are really thinking about it in like the big sense, then it makes sense to be prepared because like you said, three, five million, I don't know how many of them are out there, but they're all trying to do the same thing. So if you are not protecting yourself, if you're not differentiating yourself from the start, it's going to be really hard to do that. And so the trademark, for example, is one of the ways that you can use um, to uh, leverage whatever you're trying to do, right? So the trademark will protect your name, your logo, your tagline. And you start with a really unique name, right? Because if you actually go and you look at all those like three to five billion uh, podcasts, like I work with podcasters all the time, right? So they think that, oh, I'm so unique. I have this like really unique name. And then I'll just, I'll literally, I'll do like a quick Google search. Like I'm not even talking about like a trademark search. And I'm like, really, do you know that there's like 12 other podcasts with the same exact name? So how would somebody who's looking for you find you if there are 12 with the same exact name, right? And so when you have this trademark, you have the exclusive right to use that name and exclude others from doing the same. So that trademark, if you're planning on doing something big with this podcast, ends up being really important, right? And at the same time, you also are protecting yourself in the sense that when you are um, doing this trademark registration and search is like a whole formal process. Um, you're making sure that there's already nobody out there doing the same thing as you and you're not the one stepping on any feet. And um, I think I, I showed you like the content that I did on that a while ago, which is um, Kristen Bell uh, a couple of years ago started her own podcast and she was talking about, you know, inspirational women. And um, so she started this podcast and it was called um, Sh Shattered Glass, I want to say, right? So she thought she was being unique, just didn't bother to do a search, didn't bother to do anything, just started this podcast. She's a very big personality, obviously. Um, I was listening to it. And then I noticed four episodes in the name changes to we are supported by and I know where that came from, because her husband has a, a, a pretty big podcast armchair expert. And that's like a, a phrase that he uses in his podcast. And I'm like, why did they suddenly just change the name of this podcast that everybody knew by this name, it was like related to the content of the podcast It was a great name. Well, it turns out that there was already a shattered glass podcast doing the exact same thing for like four years. Really? Like, 
easily discoverable, right? Like you're Kristen Bell, you probably have lawyers, you probably have the ability to Google. Um, but yeah, and so it happens all the time. It happens all the time. Like I get podcast clients that come to me and say, you know what, I have this great name. Um, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm just like, well, did you at least do a Google search? Like, are you sure it's available? And then literally just a Google search. Like you don't even have to go too much in depth. And you're like, there's like 15 of them out there that are like pretty much the exact same thing that you're doing. What extent do you have to get to Vicky to be exhaustive? Or is that something that you would take on part of your package to, you know, to, or do all the that's a great question. Um, exhaustive, again, Google search, tip of the iceberg. Exhaustive really is like a full-blown trademark search because um, if you're going to go ahead and you're going to register it with, um, like in the US, it's the USPTO. If you're in other countries, it's their whatever uh, trademark office is over there. Um, you really do need to make sure that you have that exclusive right because if you don't, A, you're going to waste time and money trying to register something that can't be registered and B you're putting a big ass target on your head and you're like, please sue me. Cause I'm now trying to register this thing that I can't register. Um, so it's a very thorough search. It searches again, at least in the U S um, it searches already registered trademarks. It searches um, state databases to make sure, because if you're trying to use something in a trademark um, capacity, it requires, a very specific um, search. So just because something is out there doesn't necessarily mean that somebody's using it in the trademark capacity. It's sort of, um, it's an analysis, it's a legal analysis and people are free to do it on their own. Like I have a, if anybody's interested and wants to do it on their own, I have a course you can take, um, but um, to, to do it on your own, but it really is sort of um, an extensive legal analysis with lots of databases. And I don't even pretend that I like do that search on my own because it's literally like hundreds of databases that would take me days, if not months. So I have like an AI program that does it. Why would a big company go into this late in the game? Uh, you talked about an extensive research. Um, Apple, for example, has a giant uh, list of lawyers, I'm sure of it. And now they decide to go after the fruit union in the Swiss to, to fight for the apple. Is that a in? That's their style. They just jump. Is there a bully? Okay. That's what Apple does. Um, that's just, yes. Apple is very, very um, protective of their IPs. Apple is one of the most uh, protective companies. They will um, patent everything, trademark everything, secure everything. They go after any trademark that has um, an I in it, an Apple in it, no matter for what um, industry, they just want to make sure that, because what happens is when you have a big name like Apple, they can technically have their hand in everything, right? So like when you have a trademark, you only technically own that trademark in connection with how you're using it, right? So like if you had a trademark for your podcast name, that doesn't necessarily mean that somebody who's making, I don't know, handbags can't go and have the same exact name for a handbag brand, right? Because you're using, they're using it for handbags, you're using it for podcasts. That's not uh, related. But when you have a giant brand like Apple who can technically have their hand in everything, they're sort of awarded a much more broader spectrum of protection. And so because they are so vigilant enforcing those rights, like they don't care. They want to be able to have, 
you know, access to anything they want to do in the future. Um, and so at least at the USPTO, they're very vigilant. So I was not surprised when I saw, I mean, is it stupid? Is it a little like out there? I think they're just testing the waters to see just how far they can get. And you notice that that wasn't in the United States. I cannot speak to um, Swiss uh, trademark law. I'm not licensed there, but um, I'm guessing they're 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 testing the waters just to see how far they can take this interesting i caught the article on wired magazine mid-june but i know you picked it up as well i also caught in that swiss railway back in 2012 set a precedent where they had a settlement showing that apple copied the design of the clock uh for swiss railway i i don't know i love gossip so i'm thinking is this retaliation is this a thing that apple is doing and I wonder if you do that all the time where people are just going tit for tat. No, no, they're not. This is a very expensive game to play. Yeah. Again, not well-versed in Swiss trademark or patents or whatever, how that works. But I think with this, Apple really is just trying to see how far they can take it and how much they can get. Is there is there precedent set on, on setting an example or do they just go throw balls or spaghetti at the wall, if you will, and just see. With something like this, yeah. yeah. I mean, again, in the United States, um, very, very vigilant. No matter, like, you know, if a, if a trademark is trying to get registered and it has an apple in it, they've gone after pears, too. Like, they don't care. They want all, they want a monopoly on all the fruit. Yeah, they, they're, they're, Apple has an entire department of IP lawyers that do nothing but sit around and just monitor for infringement all day. Um, and um, they're very good at it. They find they find everything. Like I've had in the past a client who had a, a mark that had the word Apple in it, and it was completely unrelated to anything that Apple does. Like I, I, I can't say exactly, but um, just trust me when I say it's a completely, completely, completely unrelated thing that Apple will never get into, and they opposed it. Wow. And that's what they do because they know that these smaller brands, they don't have the money to fight them. So, so they kind of just like, whenever I tell people, I'm like, listen, I, anything, Apple, anything, don't do it. It's not worth it. It doesn't matter. Related, not related. It's just not worth it. If I have an A in there, hopefully I'm okay, but we'll see. Yeah. I think, I mean, you should be okay. <laughs> in the States, that's more of your expertise and maybe stick there. But if I have, I don't know, uh, Vicky podcast, is, is there uh, some worry for me. Like if I don't listen to the desist and deceased letter, then obviously that could mean that I could be in a whole lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you get a cease and desist and uh, I mean, depending on how it's uh, worded and it really depends on, you know, a lot of lawyers will throw out cease and desists. Depend Again, depends on who, who it came from, but a lot of companies will just throw out cease and desists. If it's like from Apple, I would just drop everything because you're not going to fight them or any of the other big brands. But if it's from a smaller brand, it really depends. A lot of people try to enforce rights that they don't really have. Okay. Um, that's a big thing. And then, you know, a lot of these brands, they don't really want to spend the money on an attorney. They'll either try to fight it themselves and then end up winding in, up in courts in another state where they're nowhere close to where they are and, or they'll just end up getting sued or, or, um, you know, they'll lose their own rights. So, um, Cease and desists are are, are are tricky little, a tricky little topic. Um, but it really depends. It's it's highly case specific. For sure, every unique situation, depending on the experts and how dedicated they are, that makes sense. Yeah. But for jingles, for example, you you mentioned those. You touched on them. 
if I go out to the the internet, find a free royalty-free jingle background music of some sort, and I get the rights to use that. But in if I'm following the specifications of the copyright rules, and I still make something into my own, um, depending on the copyright rules, am I able to claim that as my own uh, intellectual property, or is that kind of muddy there? It, so first of all, you have to make sure that you are you have the specific license that's required in order to make commercial use of that jingle, right? So if you have that, and for example, let's say you included it in a podcast episode and the podcast episode was very popular and you wanted to go and you wanted to copyright that uh, that um, podcast episode to make sure that, you know, nobody's going to be stepping on your toes and you have the exclusive right to do whatever you want with that podcast episode, then when you are registering that podcast episode as a copyright, you would just exclude the portion of from your application that includes the jingle because there's a way for you to say like, they ask you like, do you own the entire copyright? Like, do you own the music and the this and the that and that? And then you could say, no, um, I'm, I'm, you know, disclaiming this piece of it. So, um, but uh, so you would not own the copyright in that jingle, but you would own the copyright in whatever it is that you created. So it's very compartmentalized. It can get very specific. Correct. Yes. This is why you love your note on this stuff. It's like a giant puzzle that you may not it really understand. Is. It really is. It really is. And it's again, like I said, it's like super duper case specific, right? So like when people are like, well, can you tell me in general? And I'm like, no, I, I really, I can't. It's because there is no general when it comes to this. Every single case is different. So, so is it like right in the history books? Every single case you go in front of a jury or a judge? Well, no, we don't have judges and juries really in, uh, in, in I mean, we do, but uh, not not in this sense. In this sense, it's really just all strategic, right? It really is um, what do you want to do? Like, what's the goal, right? So um, when, at least when I think about it, right? Um, I don't like to do things piecemeal, which a lot of people do. They'll be like, all right, well, I'm just going to go register a trademark or I'm just going to go and I'm going to copyright this because this was a popular episode. And I'm like, no, you're just throwing money out the window. Like, what are you trying to do here? Let's talk about what you're trying to do, what you're doing now, what you plan on doing in the future. And then then I could draw you a picture and you could see sort of what the best option for you is. Otherwise, you're just throwing money at it and, and ne not always necessarily the best case, right? Like everyone's like, I need the trademark. And I'm like, do you? Do you need the trademark? I mean, all right, if you got a spare, I don't know, $3,000 laying around, sure, let's go do it. But like you might not need it. So it's <laughs> a great question uh, to bring up. Uh, light bulb went on. So how far along in the podcast uh segment do I need to start thinking about this? Is it from the get-go I want to be a professional or do you just throw throw everything down, kind of wing it and then kind of grow and say, okay, now I'm getting serious. I should check. So it's funny. It's a question I get all the time about trademarks in every vertical. Um, never a specific answer, but it always starts with strategy, right? Like I couldn't tell you that without knowing a what you're doing and b what you plan on doing for some people it makes sense to write before you even start anything like you can preemptively go and you can secure that name with the uspto in the united states that's really the only way to like call dibs on a trademark because in the united states um and i do believe in canada as well 
you have to actually start using the trademark in like a very specific way in order for the rights to attach. And you will still have rights once you start using it in that way without registering them. They're going to be very, very limited, especially in like how you can enforce them. So it's honestly just, it's not, it's a non-starter for me when somebody says like, oh, well, I mean, I have the trademark rights. Like, yeah, you have them, but you can't really enforce them and they're not that great. So like, if you really want them, go register them. But like, it's, it's really just, again, so case specific. So like, for some people, it makes sense to do it right off the bat. For other people, it makes sense to start and then like see how it goes and then register it. Like, is it always a good idea to check and make sure you're not stepping on anybody else's toes before you do it? Yes, it is. Um, you can do, you know, like a very simple Google search. You can go even into the um, trademark database and look it up and see if you see anything similar um, in there. There are ways to do it. I show people how to do it all the time. Like on LinkedIn, I have content on, on, on Instagram. I have content about that. It's not, it's difficult, but it's not that difficult. You could do like a, like a very, you know, uh, basic search. Um, at least that, right. At least that to make sure that you are not getting yourself into any trouble before making sure that like, no one is stepping on your toes. Put a little effort in, maybe just just to keep yeah, up with just a mind. And if you yeah. pick yourself, she's not going to laugh at you for not putting in the effort. Maybe. Um, no, I'm not, no, I don't laugh at anybody because I don't. I, honestly, like all of this is just very unfortunate because um, hmm. people don't know. Right. People don't know. Um, people and even people that know, I guess. I guess if you know and you ignore it, then you had it coming and I'm not going to feel bad for you. But a lot of people don't know. They don't think about it that way. They're just like, I'm starting a podcast. Like, who cares? Like, I got a cool name. I'm just going to go and do it. Right. And they don't think about anything. Right. Like, um, for example, like I always tell people, well, okay, like, do you have like a podcast guest form that you uh, give to people? And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah. All right. Well, um, do you own? the rights to what people are like, I'm on your podcast right now. Like, do you own, do you have the, my permission to, um, put this on display? Do you have my permission to use my voice? Do you have my permission to use my sound clips and the things that I'm saying? If that's not in writing today, I say yes. Tomorrow I say no. And you have no podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, absolutely. so lots of, um, little things because this is my IP. This is my intellectual property, my, my speaking, what I'm saying, right? So I have to be able to, you have to have that permission to, to use that from me um, because tomorrow I can change my mind and then it's on you or tomorrow you decide to go and you decide to, you know, rearrange my voice in a certain way or, or, um, you know, arrange these clips in a certain way. And I'm like, oh no, I didn't say that. I don't like that. I'm going to go sue you now. Oh. People don't think about that. They're like, I'm just going to do a podcast. And I'm like, all right, cool. You have fun with that. <laughs> find that that happens in, in your experience with clients that people say, well, I, I said yes, and now I changed my mind. And I just want to yes. make their day miserable. Yeah. It's not because they want to miserable. They changed their mind. Yeah. You know, like they didn't like the way that you, you made them look. They didn't like the way that you made them sound. Or, um, you know, maybe sometimes someone can take something totally out of context and, and, you know, seen yeah. in newspapers, people will kind of reporters perhaps will take the the words and kind of jig them just a little bit to to get the uh, the clickbait right, and yeah. that's when it gets a little muddy. Um, 
Yeah. Generally, uh, you would hope that people don't change their mind, but we're all human beings, right? Uh, any right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so like important to protect yourself in that way and to get those those rights from third parties that are that are on your on your show ahead of time. Make sure that everybody knows whose IP is 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 whose IP, right? Like this one's mine, this one's yours, this is what I'm allowed to do with it, this is what you're giving me permission to do with it. Um, you know, if you change your mind, you gotta let me know, but you gotta let me know in advance or you know, I mean whatever. Those these, you know, these guest podcast guest forms, they're all over the internet. And normally I do not um, condone downloading forms off of the internet, but there are um, some decent ones out there. Um, uh, for anybody that doesn't want to download off the internet um, and wants a customized one, that's what I do also. But um, generally you can't find them online and you can, you can, if you know at least a tiny bit about it, which if you listen to this, then you should now know, um, you'll be able to sort of tweak it to your, uh, for yourself. I guess it's better than nothing. If you at least have some yes. form, well, mm, maybe, or it can get it's <laughs> worse. If you have something without your expert. I mean, it, it could, if you really don't know what you're doing, don't do it. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Yeah. Um, but if you kind of understand it, then it's okay. Gotcha. Safe rule. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> is, is there anything that you get into very specific? Can we look at uh, trademarking words specifically. Like if I try to use a word in my description for the podcast, would that be out of context or is there a, a something I should think about? Can you be a little bit more specific? Because so the trade... You're talking about trademarking, um, say a, a phrase mm -hmm. or a graphic or um, email address, something that's maybe a trade secret. Is there specific words in the English language that we can shy, that we have to shy away from because there's a potential uh, property around that particular word, or is that just free reign because it's in the dictionary? Um, no. So, you know, there are certain rules, right. That we have to follow. Like for example, if you had, you know, the Elijah podcast podcast describes the services that you're trying to register. And so that's considered descriptive. And so the USPTO would not give you the exclusive right to use the word podcast. So you would only have the exclusive right to use Elijah, even though it's, as, you know, it's Elijah po podcast. Um, so you have things like that. Um, there are uh, certain limitations on, for example, last names. Um, uh, last names are very difficult to register because we have this balance where we want to balance free speech and we want to balance the rights of trademark owners to protect their trademarks. And so, um, you know, arguably a last name is somebody's name. You don't want to pro you know, prohibit them from using it. So um, last names, there was, there did used to be um, a prohibition on uh, improper words and curse words that has been lifted um, because that was also found to be a violation of, of, of first amendment. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's certain things, um, there's certain words that I know just by virtue of being a trademark attorney, because I have experience with them. There are certain brands that, like I said, are very, very vigilant about enforcing their rights. So like Apple being one of them, um, Monster, the energy company, they are insane trademark bullies. Anything that has an M or the word monster or like claw marks or like whatever, it doesn't matter what it is, they will um, come after people for using that. So there's a couple of companies like that, that just like 
don't care. Like if it has nothing to do with them, they're just going to, you know, enforce it anyway, just because they have, they have money and they have a team of lawyers and, and they don't care. Right. Or they're very protective. Yes. Obviously. Yes. They, I mean, yeah. they don't have, they shouldn't be that protective because it really like some of these things that they're going after have absolutely like nothing to do with them, but they do it anyway. So. I don't want to risk putting you out of the job, Vicky, but could we just go back to a place in time where people are just kumbaya and cool about this stuff? Or no. no, because it's business, right? Like you think about it, right? How much time, how much energy, how much resources do we put into building our brands? And that's what I tell people, right? Like some people are like, well, I don't care. Well, like you should care. You should care. Think about it, right? Think about it. Um, if you had to put a dollar amount on it, it's a lot of money. So like you should think about protecting that, right? Because you don't want anyone to just come in and just like decide one day, oh, I like what he's doing. I'm going to do that too. And then your customers, right? All this like goodwill that you have invested so much money in, like, you, you know, like everybody loves you. Everybody knows who you are. All of a sudden they're like, wait a minute, who's that? What are they doing? Is that, are you the same? Like, is that you again? Right? Because I've had that all the time. I get that all the time with my, with my clients, right? Why do they come to me when it's too late and the dumpster's on fire and they're like, shit, well, like I meant to take care of that, but I didn't. And now like, look, I got this copycat and I'm like, well, guess what? Now my hands are tied. So I don't know what's going to happen. So really important to just you know, I, I get it's an uncomfortable thing for people to think about, right? It's uncomfortable because it's not imminent. It could happen. It could not happen. But like, if you're serious about it, right? Like if you're starting a podcast and your intention is like, you know what, I'm going to sell this thing to Spotify or uh, I'm going to, you know, grow a hundred thousand listeners. You got to think about these things. Yeah. It's, it's not that easy uh, just to let it go. Cause this is how you make your money. Yeah. This is your livelihood. It's your livelihood. Exactly. Exactly. So you don't make money in the no. world, world revolves around that. And that's, that's a tough one to swallow. Yeah, it is. So, sure. you know, I mean, we could be kumbaya, but not really. <laughs> I mean, then you're not making money. <laughs> and, and that's not going to happen. No. Especially in business. No. People are serious. Yeah. Definitely. So you mentioned it costs a few bucks to get started. Um, you have an entry level uh, course still going. I saw that on the Instagram. Is that something that you have out still to help? People kind yeah, of I do. If anybody wants to try to do it themselves, then yeah, they can. Um, I did not hold back with that one. Um, it's really just all my secrets, all my tips and tricks. I wasn't like trying to, you know, gatekeep. Um, it's I'm not going to lie. It's it's an insanely difficult process. But if your brain works that way, that there's no reason why you couldn't do it yourself. It's just even thinking of getting down the basics and understanding what the heck's going on. Would that, would that help? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it shows you, like I said, that the trade, the, the mm -hmm. trademark process itself is done in, in two steps. First, where you do the, um, the search and make sure that you actually have the right to use that, that name or that logo or that, um, tagline. And then once you've sort of done that analysis and you see that that is, um, available, then you can go and you can, you can register it. Otherwise registration is just going to be like a total waste of your time. Um, and, and yeah, I show people how to do everything. <laughs> Where do you live on the internet to Vicky that would uh, help somebody get started? If they wanted to show up and say, Hey, I need some help. Where do they go? 
I'm on LinkedIn. I am most active on, on, on LinkedIn now. And um, it's a good one. I guess it's slash Vicky, V-I-C-K-Y, Smolyar, S-M-O-L-Y-A-R. Um, I'm sure you could, you could put that. I'll put in the show notes, no sweat. Yeah, you can put that in the show notes. Yeah. Um, that's really where I am most active these days. I'm also on, on Instagram and that's um, at trademark attorney Vicky. Um, but I haven't really been too great on there recently. On there. If you like the, uh, the Instagram archives from a year ago, still. Yeah, still- well, they're not from a year ago. They're about from a couple of months ago, but yes, they they go way back. So they go way back. Um, but most, right. yeah. Yeah. mostly it's on it's on on linkedin these days beautiful the last words of wisdom from the uh the coolest ip lawyer on the planet today? <laughs> i'm telling you i'm gonna use that like i'm gonna quote you on that it's, um we can just gonna... IP. if we can use each other's ip freely is that a good tradesies or should we write that down uh no i think I, i'm good you won't hear you won't be hearing from me but um just for future you know That's um true. people do change their minds so so you know um words of wisdom, take this stuff seriously. Take this stuff seriously. I know it's it's a very difficult and dense topic to wrap your brains around. Um, if you go and you follow me on LinkedIn, I really do try my best to break it down and make it simple. Um, that's really my one goal in, in, in what I do. That's, that's why I call myself, you know, not your grandpa's lawyer, because I understand how difficult and overwhelming it is but it really doesn't have to be. Um, but take it seriously because, you know, everybody thinks that it's not going to happen to them until it happens to them. And once that dumpster is on fire, I'm telling you, there's not much that can be done. And I like to joke that I have a dumpster fire surcharge. <laughs> it's it, And you don't want to get there. You do some no. uh, search the basics. And then if you're lost and stuck, it's it's wise to take it seriously. Hit up Vicky, uh, see what's up, and then I take it from there. But yeah, yeah, make sure it's important because it it could be the difference of life or uh, sitting in the dumpster, and we don't want. Yeah, that. yeah. no, hundred percent. This has been great chat. Thank you so much for joining, Vicky, and uh, I'm you. sure we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Whether it's you change your mind or if it's uh, used <laughs> by brilliant mind. quotes, uh, all I ask is uh, pay it forward. Give somebody That's else. Right. How's that? Awesome. I will do that. Mm, let's start a podcast. <laughs>